Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, everybody. Good morning to you. Six minutes past six o'clock. Great to have you with us for the week of talking about the political things that are going on in the country, Oregon, the world, and how they impact your life. And hopefully, you know, as the goal of this show is, as we state often, you will have the opportunity to take some, glean something, if you will, that makes sense to you, that resonates with you, that you can use to have a persuadable conversation with a persuadable person. Are you uh, ready for state agencies? enforcing new laws passed by a future Oregon legislature that further defines domestic terrorism and violent extremism. You see, the Oregon Secretary of State has a report that urges a stronger effort to counter domestic extremism and it recommends Oregon lawmakers come up with state laws that can help cases where federal laws fall short this is all in an OPB story about how Oregon nonprofits ask the federal government for a hundred million dollars to address white supremacy Can you say your constitutional rights are going to be clearly at risk because they get to define what is white supremacy? Also, there is a powerful story. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, about Oregon at risk for election fraud. This is a story uh, it's called the Redoubt Report, okay? And it is uh, it is kind of an Idaho thing, Eastern Oregon thing, and it talks about election fraud in Oregon, or at least at risk. And it's interesting this comes out of, well, it uses examples in Douglas County, where Dr. Frank was. Imagine that. And how people that have been dead for a long time are not being removed from the voter rolls. In Lane County, it talks about only two registrations out of 274,000 registered voters in Lane County, Oregon, were removed in the last four-year election cycle. That's according to Judicial Watch. Now, this is interesting because it it's a good read, and you should probably read it. 
And the reason I say that is because it gives you an insight as to how it really works. Also, the Northwest Observer, northwestobserver.com, masking of overdoses in Oregon. That's the headline. Decriminalizing drugs has failed and overdoses are skyrocketing. And it is stunning to see the numbers, folks. We lead the nation in drug overdoses. Now, that's not a good thing. Okay. By the way, thanks to Anna for sending me the article on um, Oregon once again at risk for election fraud, as Dr. Frank has proven and is the basis of lawsuits in 12 states that electronic voting machines are highly open and as our own attorney general acknowledged highly open to fraud. Well, they use that fraud. They use it. They use the fact that they use it to commit election fraud. They use the fact that there is this large pool of people that are in the database, many of whom are dead, but have not been removed. That's the basis by which they're able to create ballots for people with a name to them that they either know are dead or they believe nobody will bother to check. That's how they stuff the ballot box, hence 2,000 mules. Well, masking of overdoses in Oregon. What's stunning here is that there's $265 million sitting there in the state of Oregon's coffers. According to ballot measure 110, which the people of Oregon passed, which allows small amounts of horrible drugs that are the leading causes here of overdose. 265 million, only 40 million has been spent. Hundreds of providers which screen for the needs, offer case management, treatment, housing, and other services are waiting for funds to service 9,200 active methadone patients receiving opioid treatment. The you got to love this. Oregon's behavioral health director, Steve Allen, was playing the waiting game, insisting it has strong potential. But the committee, this is a hearing of uh, the committee. In the legislature. They weren't buying it. Lily Morgan, a Republican for Grants Pass, has seen a 700 percent increase in overdoses and 120 percent increase in deaths. Let me say that again. 700% increase in overdoses and 120% increase in deaths. And the bureaucracy of Oregon under Kate Brown and the Democrats can't seem to put the money to use. Now, is this a crisis or what? What's more important? This issue 
with the flooding of fentanyl across the southern border. Thank you, Joe Biden and the Democrats. Or white supremacy. The leftists of minority group organizations that all advocate for leftist ideas that curb your political speech want $100 million from Congress for domestic terrorism. Defined as white supremacy. Yeah, what's really happening in our communities is this. Opioid deaths. And the government of Oregon can't seem to put in place the rules to spend the $265 million that all that hundreds, the story says hundreds, of providers want to provide services to help these people. Now, that hotline, we reported on that, right? Only 19% of people that were cited under this law, only 19% of them sought help in the hotline. Folks, when you're addicted, you just think about it. Very few people who are addicted to drugs, opioids, who are addicted to methamphetamine, heroin, alcohol, cigarettes, caffeine, like I am. I have to have coffee in the morning, you know. Very few people ever seek help until they have crashed and burned and their lives are destroyed. Now, that's what these do-gooder groups are trying to achieve. But the Oregon bureaucracy cannot get out of the way because that is the mindset of Kate Brown, the incompetent Kate Brown. Folks, that's what she is. Everything around her crashes. Everything. You want to know how bad it is? We had, in 2019, we had 280 opioid deaths a year later. In 2020, we had 607, excuse me, 472 in 2020, and then 607 in 2021. And 2022 is exceeding 20% higher every month from last year. So that means we're likely going to be Uh, Almost at 800 opioid deaths in Oregon, which would be a 400% increase in death. Now, what's interesting from the article, there's one thing that's truly evident. In looking at the hearing materials, this when you submit a Um, letter by email to a committee administrator if you want to comment on a particular policy or idea or hearing you submit that there wasn't one report on the treatment of individuals not one report on treating people that's what this is all about 
every piece of meeting materials officially submitted in this public hearing was about handling of funds. So what are taxpayers getting for our monies? Hmm? What's the bureaucracy producing? Mishandling of funds is what they're producing and not any report about anybody really being helped here. So let me ask you this question. Would you vote to overturn Measure 110. Now, I don't expect the liberal Democrats likely to be in control of the legislature. Maybe not. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe there truly is this powerful red wave election coming in Oregon. Let's hope there is. But I don't expect to see them actually trying to put on, refer back to the ballot a repeal of Measure 110 or any changes in Measure 110. And I'll tell you why. Because it all has to do with the money. All of these nonprofit groups, every one of them want the money. They do not want this law repealed, folks. It does not matter that we could have a 400% increase in deaths in Oregon because of an incompetent bureaucracy. That doesn't matter. All they want is the money. They don't care about people. They say they do. What do you think? Should Measure 110 be repealed? Would you vote to repeal it? What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the power of your GMC talk line. 620 back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Freedom Heating and Air, folks, can take care of you quickly if you get a problem in your HVAC system, your heating and cooling system. They do it quickly. And they've got great discounts for veterans and seniors. In fact, they often can get out to your place almost immediately because they put a priority on emergency services. It is one of the ways they built such a great business in the Mid-Valley for almost 50 years. FreedomHeatingAndAir.net is their website if you want to check out all of the great services and their blog, which could be helpful to you in maintaining, doing the little things you need to do to make sure that it doesn't, your system doesn't break down on you when you need it the most. Freedomheatingandair.net. That's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Or just give them a call, 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am.
Ed wrote me a great email. And by the way, I want to thank all of you who tuned in Saturday uh, for our broadcast of the Oregon Freedom Rally. Thank you to Salon Paradise, Kim Lewis in Kaiser, which was our sponsor of that broadcast. We deeply appreciate her doing that. And our apologies to you that uh, the opening segment just was awful in terms of the sound quality. Uh, we, we had a technical issue that we just did not anticipate. And we could not get it fixed. So we had to resort to less quality of sound, which was our cell phones. We still managed to do some, some great interviews. And, and I will tell you that the thing that I walked away with, um, most of all, from the event, was every reason why you should be hopeful for Oregon, not just for the country, but for Oregon. You know, the thing that uh, I couldn't share with you was the reason I couldn't is because we were at the end of the, the broadcast, really, and, and it, it was time to, to shut down. But it was what Scott Rasmussen, the pollster, said. The polling is showing there are three things that are truly making a difference in people's attitudes towards politics. He said they are inflation, inflation, inflation. Now, I think that's true. I think it is a lesser issue in the long run. The stronger issue and the one that always, always works for conservatives and for Republicans is crime, 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 crime and punishment. And it is something in, in campaigning, folks, this is what, if Christine Drazen has a brain or Betsy Johnson, they push crime, crime, crime. Solutions to it. Not the solutions that Kena, Tina Kotek has done. The bills that she has passed as Speaker of the House that she forced through the legislature at the behest of Kate Brown that allowed Kate Brown the ability to turn loose well over a thousand vicious, violent criminals, which she's still doing today. Folks, if you list, if you, if you missed the ending interview was with uh, Monique Despain. She's a lawyer with common sense for Oregon. And they're the ones with Kevin Mannix's shop, to file these lawsuits against the state of Oregon for what Kate Brown has illegally been doing. That's releasing these prisoners. She is not following the law. She agreed to a suspension of it when the lower court was hearing. Well, she's back at, at her old ways while they're waiting for the appeals court because she lost. They've appealed it to the state of Oregon Court of Appeals. And of course, that's owned wholly by Kate. Let's hope that the obvious violation of the law by Kate Brown, even the Oregon Court of Appeals, uber liberal that they are, cannot get around it, cannot make an excuse for it. And they have to rule that Kate's actions are illegal. If 
Betsy Johnson, and if Christine Drazen will hammer on that, Tina Kotek has no defense to it, folks. None. There's a story here in the Oregon Capitol Chronicle. The three women running, Kotek, Betsy, and Christine Drazen. What's interesting is that Tina Kotek did very well in the primary. The problem is that it all depends. I mean, Betsy has raised 8.6 million, Drazen 2.7, Kotek 2.5 by the end of May. Now, Drazen and Kotek spent almost all of it. Betsy hasn't. Here's the deal, folks. If Betsy can work hard at changing the conversation from the Uvalde massacre and her standing firm, generally standing firm, she's waffled a little bit on guns. If she can stand firm and move the conversation back to crime and homelessness, and Democrat ideas on inf- that are leading inflation. She's got a real shot at winning. She only has to grab a couple of more points from the Democrats and the Republicans, and she's governor, folks. Who do you trust more? Betsy Johnson or Christine Drazen? Or Tina Cook? I'd love to get your fuck up. 630 Back in a moment, are you willing to repeal Measure 110? Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes to the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. Ed wrote me an email about the 2024 presidential election. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to Rebecca in a moment, who's on the line. Gateway Pundit has an interesting story, by the way. Joe Biden's diabolical plan. Bureaucrats will grant asylum, not asylum judges, like the law says. And it's this plan is being broadcast on Spanish language television. Huh? Yeah, it is. You got to love Joe Biden's. Uh, you also got to love the left, folks. Uh, they're coming after those of us who believe in certain religious values. There's a, another story on the Gateway Pundit about chunky abortion fanatics, pro-abortion fanatics, stripped down to their grandma undies and interrupted Joel Osteen's sermon. You know, Joel Osteen is the celebrity megachurch guy down in Dallas. There's video of that. 
in the big old church down there. Now, that's just what they're doing as leftists. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when these nonprofit groups, this is the story in OPB, are asking the federal government for a $100 million investment to address white supremacy? Latino Network, Unite Oregonian, Oregon, Picoon, CASA, immigrant and refugee community organizations, Verde, Apano, they have all asked, these all provide community services to communities of color. They ask Joe Biden for a hundred million bucks to invest it in two areas, federal agencies that increase surveillance and prosecutions and community-based organizations that can increase social and health services. I.e. is, hey, give us $100 million so we can grow our organizations. And they're going to use it, extremists, white supremacy, however that's defined, in new state laws. Nothing, of course, about the violence of Black Lives Matter or gang-on-gang violence, which is what's happening, not what is not white supremacy. That's obvious. Now, if you're a pastor and you start speaking something that is not approved because the language that would be included in any state or federal law will be such, I can guarantee you, that a pastor... Preaching, against, preaching the word of God against things like homosexuality, transgenderism, other things, marriage, traditional marriage, would be defined as hate speech. And these new laws and all this new federal money would allow surveillance of that if it isn't happening already. And pastors would be prosecuted. Or your free speech rights to stand on the street corner, like Rebecca does sometime with a sign. That would be deemed as hate speech, and you then could be prosecuted. Ed writes a great email, and Rebecca and Jerry, just hang on, I'll, I'll get to you in a second here. 2024 presidential election. I've been doing extensive research, and I think I know where people will place their emphasis and will guide their vote for president in 2024. For Republicans, it'll be Donald Trump. For the Democrats, it'll be Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. They hate each other, and Dimon thinks he can beat Trump. I'm surprised that I haven't seen Dimon's name listed anywhere on any list of potential Democrat candidates. Dimon has already advised Biden that an energy Marshall plan is necessary to bring America out of the current economic trouble. A platform nearly identical to Trump's, as far as I can tell. Diamond recently switched his opinion on Bitcoin after being one of the most outspoken critics. He realizes he'll need that vote after seeing the force applied by the crypto community during the recent budget negotiations and the recent Oregon elections. There's a story about a crypto campaign cover-up going on in Oregon. 
He says it's best to get on the right side of the issue. Now, I realize this prediction is a long shot, but so was Trump. When I predicted he would be the nominee and win the presidency in 2015, shortly after the escalator ride in New York. I have the same gut instinct about Jamie Dimon. As I followed him for over 30 years and I know his personality, the only difference is that he will lose to Trump by a landslide in November 2024. I would agree. I also would agree that if it's raining out there, folks, if you haven't noticed that right now, and it's coming back in a few days. If your roof is leaking, call Pfeiffer Roofing. They're going to get out and they can fix it for you. They can give you all kinds of great alternatives to not just repairing your roof, but keeping it in good shape. Maybe even increasing its ability to keep your home at a high value and not suffer the problems that come from leaking roofs, including health problems with mold and those types of things. Give them a call. They'll come out and give you a free estimate about what they can do for you. 503-647-4725. 647-4725. Check out their website, pfeifferroofing.com. P-F-E-I-F-E-R, roofing. Com. As promised to the phones, Rebecca, you're up first. Go. Good morning. Uh, I, the list of how the government is killing people is very extensive, and I don't. I haven't heard any conservative people talking like this. So I hope I don't. Now, sound now what? Crazy. What do you mean by the government killing people? Um. Well. The thing I've been focused on for years is them using our taxpayer money to kill babies. Right, we abortion. Are, mm-hmm. We are brought into the equation for anybody. It, what it does is promote the young people to become promiscuous. It promotes um, lack sure. of ch- choosing marriage. It promotes um, them hating babies. The young people, and well, the, now, so so you're saying you're not and hearing gets candidates talk about abortion. You're, you're, are you saying you're not hearing candidates talk about government-funded abortion? I'm not talking. I, I'm not talking about just abortion. I'm talking about that the government is killing us in many ways. I'm, I'm calling in because you were talking about would the government choose to get rid of this new law that's causing such a spike in okay. um, right. in death. Right. And the government is choosing to policies that kill people. And and it's it's like um, it's like they're tied in with the cartels or something and they're using they're using the government as a broad base of operations for the for the wickedness that they're doing which is exemplified in many different kinds of killing. It, it's like, it's like we're, we're, we're accepting the killing because it's so hidden, but we're actually in a war situation. And, and it, came, it came to my mind again because I was in a prayer meeting, and the women were, like, really emotional about all these kids that got killed. And I believe that the government in that area has been infiltrated by people 
who um, who were the responders who had an agenda to let the thing happen. It isn't that it isn't that all policemen everywhere are evil, but our government has been infiltrated at every level, and why? Sh- Why should we believe that the police force also hasn't been infiltrated with people that want to have death happen to us? Well, Um, I I suppose that's entirely possible. Rebecca, thanks for your thoughts. I'm going to let you go at at this point. It, It is, yeah, in the context, government and the people. Remember, the people of Oregon voted in Measure 110. It wasn't government policy. But it's government incompetence in enforcing it. It's not a good idea. The question is, will the people repeal it? Will the government try to even change it to actually make it work beyond the incompetence of the bureaucracy? Let's go to Jerry, who's on the line. Jerry, good morning. Go Beavs. Hey, go Ducks, Jeff. Hey, to uh, add to Rebecca, I've read uh, some more of... um Robert Kennedy's Jr.'s book, and yes, they are trying to kill us. Uh, remdesivir, you, you're well aware of what that is. It's the yep. poison, uh, kills 40% of the people by shutting down your kidneys and lungs, which is what uh, COVID attaches. Hey, right, hey, hey, do this. Hang on. Yes. Hang on through the break. Sorry I got to you a little bit late. We'll, uh, we'll come back uh, to Jerry in a moment get his thoughts on this because it all does feed into what rebecca was saying government in essence is killing us in many ways are we willing to stand up like maybe trying to repeal measure 110 or is there just too much tax money that comes from it that flows into the pockets of all of these non-profits what do you think happens there back in a moment at 648 with jerry stocks Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Thanks to Freddie, he sent me another picture of the ballots of his dead father-in-law that he's been receiving since 2012. They're all collected. They're in a pile. And there's a lot of them, folks. His father-in-law has been dead 10 years. And he's still getting ballots. We're going to know how the cheat is done. That's uh, Dale wrote an email says, I'm deeply troubled by Betsy Johnson's flip-flop on gun rights. It seems no one left to trust. Has she flip-flopped on gun rights? What specifically did she say that is a flip-flop on gun rights? Now, maybe it's troubling what she said about expanded background checks. It's kind of like with abortion. Oregon has the most liberal abortion laws in the nation, folks. The fact that Betsy Johnson is pro-choice is irrelevant, isn't it? How much more liberal can the abortion laws get in Oregon? I suppose they could try to do what they proposed in California, and that is to allow the killing of a baby by starvation or otherwise up to two weeks after it's been born. 
I kind of doubt that that would be acceptable. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I promised I'd go back to Jerry. Jerry, thanks uh, for hanging on. Yeah, Jeff, I just uh, tagging on to what Rebecca was saying. Uh, and uh, uh, Kennedy, Joe Kennedy Jr. is uh, agreeing with her completely. Uh, so, um, last week I mentioned that America had the highest death rate by far uh, of any country in the world, uh, 2,100 versus down to 35 per 100,000 uh, people who came down with COVID. Um, the, the second highest was Brazil, who was the only other country to use remdesivir. Wow. Second Here's how remdesivir came about. Highly invested by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, what Fauci did to get it approved, he, he plays this little game. He runs a test, and then he runs on the, um, the placebo. He calls it his placebo. And what he does is the placebo group gets the same drug. They get the remdesivir also. So oh, really? even though remdesivir huh. showed no effect on curing the COVID, vac- uh, the COVID virus, the placebo no. didn't either. So he manipulated the numbers to make look like there was some effect. Uh, and uh, the death rates were the same, which was fairly high. And he got that ram through the the the, the uh, FDA by completely fabricating the the results. And and this is what Robert Kennedy is talking about. You're saying that's what he that's what he found out. Yes, that's what he found out. Okay. And then and the other thing, the other thing. Remember when uh, when uh, the vaccine came out and they said it was ninety five percent effective or some such thing. Yeah. Right. Here's how they did that. 20,000 cases uh, were um, injected with the vaccine that had, uh, that had uh, uh, 20,000 tests with the vaccine, and then 20,000 did not have the vaccine. One, two people died that did not have the vaccine. One person died that did have the vaccine. So they said 100% improvement. <laughs> yeah, that, and then the, thanks, the media sold it. Thank, yeah, you're right. Of course, the media sold it. Thank you, Jerry. Go Beavs. You bet. Bye. By the way, the Beavers doing well in the uh, college baseball playoffs. Julie writes an email about ballot measures. Since I voted no on drug possessing measure, I would be pleased to see the voters have another run of it. I'm leaning towards Betsy Johnson. The other ones have only given me reasons to vote against them. Like Shakespeare said, there is small choice between rotten apples. Ooh. By the way, thanks. Um, somebody sent me a great picture. Uh, and it's stop arson. And then it has a whole row of automatic, you know, like cigarette lighters. Stop arson, it says. Ban semi-automatic matches. With the the moniker, that's probably next. Lee writes in an email, we're hearing that those 
melanin-rich folks want the government to give them money. You know, I'd like to have some money, wouldn't you? Just think about you could do with a grand, I digress. So if humans with a mixture of certain heritages are dark or light, what is the qualification to be awarded such money? Aren't there variations of shades in the same family? Why is the term minority only applied to those who are rich in melanin? Is the minority defined as smaller in a number of two groups forming a whole? If that is true, we look at specific demographics. Wouldn't melanin-deficient people living in a melanin-rich area be in the minority? What percentage of shade is the qualifier? Can anybody explain it? No. Because it's political gobbledygook. But somebody who is not political gobbledygook is a great real estate agent by the name of Rebecca Donaldson. She won Best of the Willamette Valley for a reason. Because you know what? If you're looking to buy or sell a home, she can really do something for you that benefits you. Give her a call, 503-269-0747, or check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Let's go to our buddy Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. It's raining again, climate it change, is. a bunch of BS. Uh, I just wanted to make a statement, Jeff. You said that crime was going to be, uh, you know, the, 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 the most looked at thing. I just wanted to state, hey, it's all interrelated. Uh, you know, how often do we hear it's the economy stupid? Well, the crime is affecting the inflation rate. Uh, we're paying for, you know, all this stuff. And so I just wanted to state that it's a total package and, of course, the Democrats are doing everything wrong, so everything's all screwed up. But it's crime, it's inflation, and, and they're all going to... The person who has the total package on how to address the issues, uh, you know, hopefully will be smart enough to pick that person. But I don't, I don't trust any of them anymore. They tell you what they want you you to hear and believe, and then they do whatever the hell they want to once they get elected. And I just wish for once we would get some, uh, you know, people in power that had the integrity uh, to really address the issues. Yeah, I hope you're right. Uh, that's going to be up to us, folks. If we turn out in mass, and if you persuade the persuadable people in your world to vote for conservative candidates and conservative ideas, even if they're not totally in line with yours, then we can overwhelm the cheating that is going on in our electoral system. Thank you all. Great day, Jeff. We've got four more days to go. Uh,